Well, hi, folks. It's Paul here, the Impulsive Culinarian, and welcome to my inaugural episode of the Weekly IC Podcast today, December 30, 2019. You know, it looks like I just got in under the wire for releasing a podcast by year end, right? <laughs> it doesn't get closer than that. And I'm very excited to get this going after thinking about doing it for so long, for the longest time. I've been wanting to do a podcast. I'm like, you know what? Now's the time. Get it done. Just start. So I thought I'd take this opportunity to have a look back and a look ahead to see where we've been and more importantly, where we're going with the IC community. So grab a coffee or a glass of wine and let's get to it. So let's start with taking a look back. So what's been going on with Impulsive Culinarian? Well, you know, it's it's crazy to think how time really flies. It goes so fast. And if memory serves, it was summer of 2018, around July or so. Memory does serve because I remember it well. Uh, and that's when the recipe videos basically just stopped happening, right? And so I had the Wines Day live uh, broadcast going. Remember that? <laughs> Neither do I. Yeah, to be honest, I was never really a big fan of doing those. Anyhow, I'm glad that I gave them a, a shot, though. The live streaming was a good experience. I learned a lot. But it all felt very forced, you know, uh, maybe maybe because so much was going on at the time. And uh, that, that's probably why. But anyhow, so there was also what else was going on? My quick and easy recipe series. Now that I remember, that was a fun experiment because uh, it gave me an opportunity to try a different format. But unfortunately, you know, it didn't get enough time to really hit its stride. They, they were they were enjoyable for me. Um, chalk it up to another impulsive content creation experiment, I guess. That's what I'm going to call it. Okay, It was a fun thing to try, and I learned a lot. Uh, but um, yeah, so that's uh, that's stuff that was going on back in 2018. So anyway, that summer was a very challenging personal time for me, and much has changed since then. So I'm, I'm hesitant to go into much detail, and it's not necessary anyway. Suffice to say, there was an amicable separation involved. That's basically what it comes down to. And as most of you probably know from watching my videos, we have two incredible, beautiful, smart, talented young girls. And there's extended family that play a big role in the story as well. Anyway, no matter how well these kinds of situations go, there are, there are always lots of you know, big emotions that come along for the ride. And so it probably comes as no surprise that... A year is really not that long when it comes to sorting out living arrangements. Let's just be honest, right? Money and keeping the kids safe and nurtured as best as we can. And you hear lots of horror stories about this kind of stuff. Uh, you know. And thankfully, thankfully, my ex and I remain very close friends, like the closest of friends. We respect each other very much. And, you know, we're both extremely involved in our children's lives. You know, we go to the school concert together, we help each other out, we call each other when there's when there's stuff to discuss and we talk. Uh, and it's as ideal a situation as possible given the circumstances. So, and, and now that the dust is really just starting to settle, I mean, we're all just trying to move forward as, as best as we can. So Impulsive Culinarian was basically off my radar, understandably off my radar for a long time, just over a year, in fact. But since I literally fell off the map, you know, in a rather abrupt way, <laughs> many of you took it upon yourselves to reach out to me. And now this is really cool for me because thinking back to last winter, not, not this one here, but the one before, the end of 2018, and at the time, 
I, w- I, you know, I was trying to be as positive as I could, but wow, it's a, <laughs> it's a tough, it's a tough time to even remember now. Uh, and the holidays were happening and everything was completely unfamiliar. And I mean, completely, it was not a happy holiday last year. Let me tell you that much. Lots of scotch involved around that time. Uh, that's for sure. But anyway, so I started getting these little direct messages here and there, mostly, you know, just polite well wishes, the occasional season's greetings, and I uh, hope to see some videos soon and all the best and that kind of stuff. But what a wonderful feeling, guys. Complete strangers connected literally by uh, nothing more than, you know, some string of cooking videos. Uh, so let's just say it really meant a lot to me and it stuck in my mind right then and there. And I knew, I knew that when things were better, I would absolutely come back to IC, to Impulsive Culinary, and then pick up where I left off. And so that brings us to this holiday season, a full year later, right? With new routines for everyone in the family. It's not to say that we all feel completely normal yet, but let's just say things are a lot better. And with that comes the promise of a much brighter future. So I've beefed up the new kitchen, okay, here, and resuscitated the old recording gear. I've backed up the hard drives. I've done the tech work and all that stuff. I've been developing some killer recipes, and there are some pretty interesting things on the horizon for IC. So let's get into it. Let's take a look ahead uh, and see all the things that you know that, that we're gonna that we're gonna expect to see on the Impulsive Culinarian YouTube channel. So it's on, folks. And there are recipes that are back in circulation. The IC YouTube channel has a slightly different look, uh, meaning that the main page on YouTube uh, it's undergone a bit of a revamp. So. Wednesday, Wednesday vids are gone. And I'm not sorry, but well, okay, sorry for anyone who's sad about that. But honestly, in my opinion, good riddance. I'm, I'm glad to be rid of them. But in their place, you're going to find a new, easier layout to navigate. And it's a reflection of the new content coming every week on YouTube, which goes as follows. So number one, allergen-friendly recipes, okay? These videos now have a playlist all of their own. So whether it's a gluten-free recipe, a dairy-free, soy-free, whatever, you'll find one playlist, playlist, playlist to rule them all, as it were. Okay, that's what I wanted to say. So of course, in an effort to answer the question, do I still do gluten-free videos? Because a lot of you have asked. You've seen some of the posts on Instagram and such, and they're just like, what's going on here? So the answer is absolutely yes. I still do gluten-free videos. If it's a recipe that would normally contain wheat or gluten, I'm working hard to develop delicious gluten-free alternatives that taste amazing, right? Same thing with dairy-free. So if it's a dish that normally is prepared using you know, a butter or cream or anything like that, then that's my cue to provide you with a delicious dairy-free alternative, right? Because I've gotten good at this over the years, and I'm not about to stop now. So let's keep that mission going, and you'll find all of my allergen-friendly recipe videos in that playlist called the Allergen-Friendly Series on my YouTube channel, with a new video being added to the series every Tuesday morning, okay? So that's part one of the what's to look forward to. Number two is the healthy recipe series. So now, this is an answer to my foray into those quick and easy, healthy recipes that I started experimenting with back in 2018. You see, I, I had an, I- an idea back then 
but it never was fully developed. You know, you see, you see time, well, it's, time's been on my side, <laughs> right? So now I know what I wanted to do with those and it's come full circle. So the old format was meant to be, uh, you know, to showcase recipes that you could do like in a couple of minutes. But to be fair, healthy recipes don't always mean fast, do they? Right. So sure, you can throw together a salad here and there and, you know, eating. But eating healthy is not about filling up just on good food. All right. That's fast and easy to make. It's about filling up on healthy food, like healthy carbs, lean proteins, vitamin rich stuff. It's not about slapping together a salad. So it became clear to me that the healthy recipe series needed to come to life with its own focus, like fresh ingredients smart recipe design, but never compromising taste. So kind of the same approach as I've always taken, like with the allergen friendly cooking, if you think about it. So just a, just being really thoughtful and creative to make sure that the end goal is accomplished while making amazingly flavorful and memorable meals in the process. You know, some of the recipes in my healthy series are dead simple. Let's just be fair. I mean, you know, you can put stuff together quickly and have it be a healthy recipe. And you'll see the videos that I've already started to post in there. But make no mistake, there are some showstoppers, you know, like the kind that you'll want to serve at dinner parties, right? So you're going to check those out. They're all conveniently located in one playlist on my YouTube channel called the Healthy Recipe Series with a new video added to that playlist every Thursday morning. Okay, so you got the Tuesday, you got the Thursday, and now part three. It's called the International Cuisine Series. So now here's something, this is where things get interesting. You may know from very early videos, uh, Jace, I think it precedes the videos. It was my fledgling blog posts. Like, and we're talking three years, four years ago. I was on a mission to bring uh, traditional recipes from around the world to our dinner table, okay? Our family dinner table. It was by far one of the most exciting culinary experiences I ever lived. And I knew coming back to the channel that I, I had to revisit that. I, I really wanted to revisit that uh, that experience. So, you know, to get that deep understanding of where dishes really come from, not the Americanized version, none of that garbage, okay? Just the, the real McCoy, like where did these come from? How were they developed? How were they created? So back in the day, I remember cooking stuff like uh, what the first one that comes to mind is uh, Brazilian coxinhas. These beautiful deep fried little golden nuggets. Oh, and my very first batch of uh, let's say Indian onion badgies with a uh, baigan barta, uh, like an eggplant dish, or um, Hungarian. Uh, what's toltot? Someone taught me how to say it. Toltot caposta. Toltat caposta. It's basically, it's cabbage rolls, but they are so special when you do it the authentic Hungarian way or Moroccan fish tagine. You know, I remember doing that the first time. That was such a beautiful experience. Indonesian uh, nasi kampur. I, I was on a roll. Okay. And it's at that point back in, I want to say late 2015, early 2016, uh, fairly certain. When I saw with my own eyes, you know, how our young girls were transformed from being typical stubborn little eaters, <laughs> okay, into culinary adventurers. My youngest, you know, discovered everything chickpea <laughs> back then or cucumber back then. That was new for her. 
And our oldest, oh my God, she literally exploded. She wanted to try everything. And you know, she still does to this day. And I chalk it up, at least in part, to that experiment with, you know, international cuisine and bringing that to our to our table every single week. So not only is it a great memory for all of us, but it really helped me understand my tastes as a home chef. And you have to learn the rules, you know, before you can break them, right? So back then I was learning an entirely brand new set of culinary rules. And so the curiosity is there inside me now more than ever, which is precisely why I've added this brand new series to the weekly video schedule, the International Cuisine Series. It's my chance to bring you traditional dishes from around the globe, you know, done in mostly a traditional style, because you have to respect the origins of that cuisine to truly understand them, but also to bring my own, you know, culinary personality to them as well. I mean, it's so much fun. I'm stoked to get these to you each week. So all of these international cuisines will be broken down by, you know, their geographic source, right? So North American, Eastern European, South, South Asian, and so on. And then inside each of those videos themselves, it'll, you know, that'll tell the tale, opening up it right at the title screen with a clear message telling you, welcome, here's this brand new Indonesian recipe or authentic Italian or French or Creole or Austrian or Puerto Rican or, you know, you get the idea. So look for a new video in this international cuisine series every Saturday morning. It's going to be a world of culinary fun. You see what I did in there? All right. So new recipes available right now today. Some new recipes you'll find on my YouTube channel um, at, at the release of this podcast, probably all of the ones I'm going to tell you right now. These are all new with an updated format, which is more concise, practical, and to the point. You know, the focus on the food and the techniques involved. So I've relaunched the new series format, focusing on uh, a taste of my home. So inspired mainly by Canadian cooking, just to get the ball rolling. Uh, and so here's what you'll find today. All the old recipes are still there, by the way, but the newest additions are as follows. So uh, number one, you've got in my allergen-friendly series, you've got a recipe for gluten-free and dairy-free minced pies. Such a lovely traditional Christmas classic. You're going to love this one. Uh, Gluten-free and dairy-free shortbread cookies. So also done in the traditional style, you know, but updated for anyone with special food intolerances. So the second uh, series, you're going to find a couple new recipes in there. In the healthy series, you're going to see my healthy turkey chili. Uh, such a great meal to stay fueled during those winter workouts. <laughs> okay. And uh, another one for healthy protein bites. That's super. This is one of the simple ones that you literally throw together in within seconds. And uh, great if you're on the go and totally freezable as well. And the third uh, uh, batch, which I guess an international cuisine section. All right. So some more Canadian classics here to get myself, uh, get the ball rolling. It's my personal take on French Canadian tortier. So don't miss this one. It is so delicious. Uh, and the second new one that you'll see in there is for sausage stuffing, just in time for the holidays. You know, I have to make sure to provide some Christmas recipes. And this one is so addictive. I mean, plan on zero leftovers or just double the recipe and that should do the trick. So the next cuisine destination on the culinary map, we're slowly segueing out of North America. Uh, and when all of those recipes are released, there's a couple of more that I haven't mentioned, but I'm going to save for next week's episode of the podcast. But after all of this sort of North American focus, we're heading for China. I, I like to focus on where the controversy is happening because it, 
I'm laughing, but it's not funny. It's just, it's the truth. I, it helps me understand things a little better. I understand the world a little bit better when I sort of research the food. Okay, so I've been working hard developing some very tasty, uh, it's the Sichuan, Sichuan dishes, including some gluten-free options as well. Maybe even some soy-free alternatives, since that is likely the hardest allergen to overcome when you're, when you're talking about Chinese food. Lots of, lots of cornstarch, though. <laughs> as is the tradition. So I'm very excited to bring you these new videos. <clears throat> and as always, I invite you to subscribe to my channel on YouTube, hit the bell so you get notifications and stay tuned for lots of great new content. So that's the big focus. Now, I'll just briefly mention before wrapping up the other places uh, where you can uh, find impulsive culinary and content. Of course, Facebook, a shout out to all of my good friends on Facebook, keeping it real and contacting me via instant message. I mean, you guys know who you are, and I'm so thankful. Like I was mentioning at the top of the show, some of you connected with me directly uh, and at a very opportune time, and I want to thank you for that. It really did help a lot during some of those darker moments of 2018. So those of you who are following me on Facebook, you know that the Facebook engines have been primed and starting up once again. I'm posting content on almost a daily basis uh, as I get my feet back into it and get the motor running. And as always, it's a great way for us to connect. So if ever you have questions about recipes or you want to know more information, you know, feel free to get in touch with me through the Impulsive Culinarian page on Facebook. Now, Instagram, to all of you following me on Instagram, as you well know, the food porn has returned, including pictures of all the ingredients that I'm putting together in the test kitchen, which is so much fun. Uh, candid shots of my trusty sous chefs, okay, uh, the pets even, sometimes just putting up Christmas lights. You never know what to expect. So jump in on the fun happening over there on my Instagram channel. And uh, I want to mention just quickly about my weekly blog. So my website has also undergone a revamp because impulsiveculinary.com, I mean, for the longest time, but let's just say now it actually looks like a website again. Okay. <laughs> it, it was lacking that feature <laughs> for quite some time. Uh, anyway, one of the instant messages, it was so funny. is that Paul, um, I think your site's down. It has been for a month. <laughs> Thanks. I'll go check that out. Sure enough, he was right. Anyway, one of my favorite new features on the site is that I have finally revisited blogging and on a weekly basis again. It's a great exercise for me because it helps me think straight and clear my head, wrap my mind around new culinary ideas, and otherwise just talk about something that I'm passionate about. So if you're already familiar with subscribing to RSS feeds or blog feeds and you know following along with blogs, then I encourage you to go over to my site, impulsiveculinarian.com, and check it out. Now, the podcast, so not surprisingly, I'm a podcaster now. Yes, of course, Paul, I know. I'm listening to you right now, so I can hear you in my headphones. So first of all, thank you for that. Thank you for listening. Uh, but next thing I want to tell you about is the quirky nature of podcast uh, distribution. I've learned a lot in the past few weeks about how this all works and it's relatively new to me. I, I've known about it for a long time, but now getting into it, actually doing it, <clears throat> I'm getting the hang of it. Uh, I have figured out that you can't just drop a podcast on, say, iTunes, for instance, or SoundCloud. It takes time for those networks to pick up your feed. And it turns out that launching a podcast <laughs> around two weeks before the holidays apparently 
It's a very bad time to do something like that. So anyway, for now, this podcast that you're listening to is streaming to you from a site called Anchor.fm, which is great, an awesome service. But in time, it will be redistributed on all of the popular podcasting sources, including iTunes and SoundCloud and all the others as well. So no matter where you consume podcasts, this episode, this show will be available uh, and I will let you know just as soon as they are. Of course, I'll let you know on all of the other channels. So, guys, it's time for me to sign off. Uh, there you have it. This is the entire story to bring us up to date and uh, ready for a new year with lots of you know new culinary goals on the horizon. And apparently, it's customary to have some kind of meaningful sign-off. So I've come up with a little something of my own, and it goes like this. So because I believe it myself, it's easy for me to say with, with conviction my goal is to encourage you to think about ways of promoting more sustainable food practices by eating local produce whenever possible, by buying seasonal and know where your food is from. Befriend your farmer, befriend your fishmonger, and especially befriend your butcher. Make them part of your culinary routine and most of all, have fun in the kitchen and invite the young ones to help because it will make a difference in their lives. My name is Paul, the Impulsive Culinarian. Happy cooking. <laughs>